Welcome to Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by XS Sites. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Today, we'll be talking about the Kids Safety Academy. We bring this podcast to support the industry of the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by the team at Mountain Man Medical. Responsible fire instructors have trauma medical gear on the range and are trained to use it. Mountain Man Medical provides the highest quality name brand medical gear on the market at a guaranteed lowest price. Check out the Wind River Kit, especially designed for firearm instructors to have at the range. The Yellowstone is perfect to have on your belt or in your bag anywhere you go. Learn more at mountainmanmedical.com and scroll to the bottom and click on available discounts to learn how firearm instructors can save 15% off the already guaranteed lowest prices on the market. And don't forget to click on the training link to take the emergency trauma response video course for free. Get the right gear and the right training at the best price anywhere on mountainmanmedical.com. Today, we are joined by Derek LeBlanc from Kids Safety Foundation. How are you doing today, Derek? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm really excited to have you on because as instructors, we have the ability to reach a whole lot of different people, um, different age groups, different things like that. And I know a lot of our audience probably focuses on the uh, adults, you know, 18 plus where they can get concealed carry licenses that are coming to them for advanced training along those lines. But I think on the flip side of it, we've got a whole generation of youth that we really need to reach in order to prepare them so they understand what rights they really do have and how to be safe with it because with firearm ownership it becomes great responsibility and you know part of that responsibility falls on us adults so before we jump into those um, can you give everybody a little bit of your background as far as what um, what led to led to you uh, founding the Kids Safety Academy? Okay so the Kids Safe Foundation I, I, I started my my journey to get where I am today started about eight years ago on Sunday it was a Sunday morning. It was when it was, it was cold. We set the, the clocks ahead one hour. So my, I went to work on that day and I, I accidentally left my gun and my coffee in my kitchen table as I went out to warm up my vehicle. As I opened the door, I noticed the interior of my truck was destroyed. And I noticed there were some feet exiting the rear passenger window of my truck. And so there was somebody inside the vehicle. So I ran around the hood of my truck. He was getting up and he was pretending like he was a CSI. I, I didn't fall for it immediately, swept his legs, put him on the ground, ended up on top of him, and that's when the fight began. And so that was the most terrifying experience for me because I didn't know if he had a needle or a knife, any kind of weapon, and I was unarmed. And so, you know, fortunately for me, I was able to keep control of the situation. You know, I yelled for my girlfriend. It took her about 10 minutes to finally come out with my pistol grip shotgun. And it was that pistol grip shock and that you know, and her cell phone that allowed me to kind of get in a better position of control. And we called 911. And so and the rest is history. So from that experience, you know, we, you know, obviously we didn't even have to fire a shot, but we were good people with a gun and we stopped a bad guy. And so from that, I became an advocate for our gun rights. I also became a, a farm NRA certified farms instructor here in Oregon. And once I started working with parent with parents that were you know new to firearms, I realized I was potentially exposing kids to an accident side of the home. 
you know, being from Eugene, Oregon, very left of center, I, I looked at programs and there was one by the NRA, but I was, I was concerned about how well, well received it'd be in my area. And so I just kind of started developing my own. And so it was about two years of hard development and we became a nonprofit in 2016 and, and the rest is history. And so we reached about 21,000 kids so far in, in four states and, and taught them life-saving skills if they were ever come across an unscared firearm. That's great. Um, heck of a story there to go along and, yeah. uh, you know, it happened to you and then you started, you know, realizing, because I think, you know, similar to what I was saying on the intro there, I mean, we're teaching people about firearms, but at the same mm -hmm. time, we've got to realize that we may be encouraging or, you know, enabling people to bring a firearm into the, into the home and they need to mm -hmm. know how to safely do it. I know I touch on that in every course I talk about, but then also too, you know, just talking to the adults isn't always enough. Sometimes you've got to educate, or I should say all the times the kids should be educated too, depending upon their age on what to do, because, you know, could they get a hold of something in the, in your house? Hopefully not, but let's face it in today's society, you know, you know, I heard a statistic that there's over a hundred million guns out in America floating around, which means mm -hmm. you've, your kids, if, you know, if they go over somebody's house, there is about a 50, 50 chance that they're going to, that there will be a, a firearm in the house somewhere, mm -hmm. somehow. Now it may be locked up in a safe, maybe locked up on under lock and key, but it also may be in the sock drawer, maybe between the mattress. It may be on top of the refrigerator. I mean, maybe behind the, the back door, you know, any of these, I mean, we've all seen or heard where people, you know, stored guns just because they, you know, felt the need to do it in the house and that might work for them. But when you add kids to the equation, you really need to need to ha have a, a the kids that educated before uh in order to go along and uh have that because if they go over somebody's house and they see that they need to know uh to, to leave the area not to play around with it and and play around like they're on like the, what they see on tv and in the movies that's for sure yeah and that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to you know normalize our guns our guns are normal you know they're not a taboo like some would like to think and so we have to have conversations. That's part of what we're doing as well is we're having conversations about the safety of, of their kids, you know, with the parents. We're also educating and empowering their kids to make good, safe decisions. You know, I hear horror stories all the time about kids that have gone to, over for a play date and they find a, a revolver and a couch cushion. You know, you know, I'm a big, you know, I, I'm a big believer in secure storage. But I don't think it's, it needs to be federally or state mandated. It comes down to, you know, proper education for our kids is going to get us a lot further than any kind of legislation. And, mm -hmm. and so with that being said is, is we have to realize is, you know, you guys might be responsible at your home, but we don't know about when you're going into another home or out in public. Sometimes guns are used in the commission of a crime and they're thrown out the window, you know, and so the kids are coming into contact in, in more different spots, you know all the, all the time. So it's important that your kids know what not to do in that situation. Yeah, most definitely. Um, what training do you offer through your foundation, uh, for kids? Okay. So we have a, we have basically four classes. Uh, we have a kid's firearm safety education class. Um, this was a, a sterile class. There's no real firearms, but we're talking about accident prevention. We're talking about anti-bullying. We're talking about Nerf guns, airsoft um, safety. We're also talking about video game violence, which is something that's not really being talked about right now. Um, that one's designed for our public schools. And, and back in 2019, I did write legislation that would have authorized that in all of our public schools. And I did, we did get a public hearing and it, it made national news and it was, it was a big deal. And so we're hoping to go back. 
Uh, we also do a kids firearm safety one class, which is typically held at a local Cabela's. We're, we're partnered with, with Cabela's and Bass Pro Shop, and we're hoping to go across the country this year. That's our goal. And it, but that one, we're, we I have real guns. I'm handling the guns. I'm showing, you know, showing the parents how to, to properly load and unload. You know, when we're talking about semi-automatic handguns. You know, there is a process. If we do it incorrectly, the guns will still be loaded. And I show that. Um, but ultimately, I'm asking, you know, I'm trying to answer any kind of questions that the kids might have. You know, a lot of kids are getting information, especially at a young age, from either video games, YouTubes, their friends, TV. And, and so they they come into class thinking, you know, that, that they're social, that they're, you know, experts on the subject. And so it's, it's in that in that environment where I kind of redirect that information and say, hey, these are really, really dangerous. Um, you know, this is this is a tool, not a toy, and this is how we you know handle it handle it properly. And when you when you were saying about that about kids learning things, you know, from their friends and on TV mm-hmm. and such, uh, reminds me, you know, when when I was growing up and such, how they were talking about sex education, but you don't mm-hmm. want you don't want the kids to learn learn about it in, on the playgrounds and on the streets. You want them yes. to get the right information at the right time. So yeah, that's uh, that's really good. But continue on with your firearm safety too. Sorry for interrupting you on that. No, no problem. So then we <laughs> go on to the. The kid, no, that's a valid point. And so the kids firearm safety two stuff, um, that's kind of a follow up to our our number one class. But this one's actually on the range, and so we have rim fires. Uh, typically, kids shoot about seventy to one hundred rounds on the range, and so you know that helps you know institute good safe handling repetitions. Also, they kind of understand the process and how the gun, the cause and the effect of the firearm. And so our goal is to teach, you know, safety, discipline, and respect. You know, everything we do is about safety, discipline, and respect. And, you know, what we're trying to do is just promote, you know, responsible gun ownership. Um, and we're also trying to reach, you know, more diverse, diverse groups. You know, some, some of our stuff now, you know, we're trying to tra- we're translating in different languages. And that's to make it, you know, more palatable for everyone. And, you know, part of, you know, what we've done is, is we modeled our program similar to water safety where, you know, every kid in, in the country, we teach how to swim because we don't want them to drown. And that's the same concept behind our firearm safety programs for every kid, not just the kids with, with guns in the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of our schools, um, many, many of our schools, probably the majority, especially the big city schools all have English as second language programs, ESLs. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's one of the things that us as firearm instructors should really take note of because if the kids are learning English as a second language probably means our parents probably, you know, are not native uh, speaking too. And that all translates in order to reach these people um, because they're, they're here, um, you know, in the United States and to save them from having an, a, a ter- terrific accident. We need to make sure we're, we're connecting with them at the proper level, you know, force them to learn English or understand the, the different words from an English standpoint could be very tough because yes, we know about English. We know about Spanish in the, in the country, but what about Chinese? What, what about yeah. Japanese? What about Russian? You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, different languages in different areas of the country where there's different immigrant populations. Um, you know, at one point, I'm sure my grandparents, they had to learn German. And they didn't have, you know, translate utilities to build translate things real easy. So they had to learn it in order to, uh, you know, survive in it. And that's, uh, that's what we're talking about here. We're trying to educate the kids to be able to survive and their parents to understand at the same time too. 
Well, and, and I think it's one one thing that's important to realize is is there's a there's a black market for guns, right? And and when you have somebody that's not necessarily here in the they, their their immigration status might be in limbo because of how long it takes to for them to get a green card and all that, there might be an opportunity for them to to not have access to legal firearm ownership. You know, so just because they have a firearm in the home doesn't we don't know how it got there, but our their kids really need to know, you know to leave that thing alone. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what I'm advocating. I'm not advocating guns for everyone. I'm just saying that if there are guns, we need to make sure that we empower those kids to make good, safe decisions. Yep. It's the decision-making, you know, there's all so, somebody else can worry about how they acquired it different things like that, but we want to make, yeah. keep the kids safe. And then you've got a, a fourth course also, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So the fourth course is the hybrid class and that's a combination of our, our one and two, and that's all in one night. So that's typically a two hour class. So the first part's going to be the accident prevention. And then the second we transition to the range, that one's typically held at a, a local indoor range, but because of COVID, you know, we haven't been able to kind of hold that. So that's what kind of sucks. So COVID's really changed the way we've interacted with kids and the public. So we've kind of had to change kind of our, 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 the way we reach the public. Are you, are you, you've been using more virtual, uh, this, uh, in 2020 because of COVID, correct? Yeah, we've known some virtual stuff. We put some stuff on, on our website. Um, you know, once we're, we're in the final development of our instructor development program, and so once we're trademarked and, and copyrighted, then we'll have an online portion here on our website where parents from all over the world can log in and, and teach their kids safety. So, you know, our, our goal is to reach a million kids, you know, so which is pretty lofty, but we can do it. Yes, I, th- I think you can with the cause that you've got. Will there be a um, opportunity for instructors to take your program and then be able um, to teach teach it in their own classes, your, your uh, materials? Abs- absolutely. You know, that's what we're going to be doing is we're going to, once we're everything's legal, I just got the licensing agreement done the other day. So once it's completely legal, we'll be able to license it to other organizations or other instructors and to get them involved in their communities. You know, because we can do so much. Uh, together, you know, to to kind of stop what's happening across the country is is we're pre- presenting viable solutions to the education of our kids that will stop you know the further restriction of our rights, and that's kind of our goal. And and we're going to need professionals, and we're going to know need people that are passionate about being able to help and and protect families and 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 teach kids. Do you have a time frame on when that might be coming out? I'm hoping, you know, within six months, you know, everything's, everything's slowed down because of COVID, you know, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on, you know, where we are in the country is how open they are um, and how much access we're going to have to the public. So it's all kind of a waiting game at this point, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So for those uh, listening to this uh, podcast, that would probably be around the uh, last quarter of uh, 2021. So just uh, so give everybody a time frame of what uh, six months may may look like. So we'll have yeah, to come and, back and, so, and check out your website. Yeah. So what I, what we're going to be doing there is what what I'd love to do is we kind of have a blueprint when it comes to you know events in the public. So we know what works, what doesn't work, and and typically whenever we're in, I'm in Eugene. It's it's the left of the left, right? There's Antifa has a movement here. I mean, it's a it's a crazy wild place to live. Um, but when we're doing events in the public, there's people in red shirts. And so when those red shirts come around and they see us, they, they, they pack up their tables and, and they leave because they can't compete with the energy and the way we 
educate the kids and and reach out to the kids. So we're doing stuff. We have inflatable BB gun ranges. We can blow these up. They're about 40 feet in length and we get to shoot BB guns. We're also giving out snow cones as we're educating. And so there's kind of, that's kind of the fun part is we'll be able to, you know, get people involved from all of the country. We'll be able to do the same thing in their areas and we'll be able to really make a dent when it comes to, you know, what's happening around us. Mm -hmm. Now, do you travel, put your courses on other places? I do. So typically wherever I go for a conference, I, I find a local Cabela's because I'm a, a Cabela's pro staffer and Bass Pro Shop pro staffer. And, and so I'll, I'll put on a class at, at their location. And, you know, the whole COVID's made it challenging because a lot of times they're not gonna, they're not giving me access right now, unfortunately. But, you know, we're planning this summer doing like a van tour where we're going to travel around the country and and hit different locations and blow BB guns. Cause I, I'm not going to be able to reach any kids in Oregon this year. I mean, COVID's going to, this is going to be my reality uh, for this year is, is everything's going to be shut down. So I have to get kind of creative with the way I'm going to reach the kids. And so we're thinking of a van tour, which would be kind of fun and just go across the country and blow up the BB gun ranges, meet the kids and, and shoot BB guns. Mm -hmm. So I was instructors were uh, wanting to bring you in and was before you had your instructor class reaching out and contacting you would probably be, be a good thing for you. Maybe get on your uh, cross the United States tour as you, you know, bounce from Abs one place to another place. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, you know, they'd be a good, you know, mutual exposure for both of us. Right. Cause it shows, you know, shows responsibility as an instructor that you're partnering with a uh, organization like ours. And, you know, it's all about, you know, us, kind of working together to, to get across the country. And I do have a friend in Detroit, Rick Ector, that does something amazing every year. And I'm hoping to end in August in Detroit. Uh, Cause he, he does an event every year for women where they, last year, I believe there was 1900 women that shot through there in a weekend. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping to, you know, tie it, tie it into that. So I can actually be there to, to educate the families as, as the women are shooting. Cool. So, I'm going to have to keep my eyes open for that. Cause then you're, you're only going to be a couple hundred miles away from me and I wouldn't mind uh, seeing what perfect. you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's the whole thing is just, is, is where do we go from there? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let me ask you a question because this is, you know, we, I think as firearm instructors, we've all tried to educate people. I had conversations with mm -hmm. tough conversations with different parents. What do you say to the parents that go along and say that you're scaring kids by showing them guns and, and you know allowing them to shoot them and different things like that? Well, I haven't necessarily had that. Um, you know, for the most part, there there's been some parents that have been scared, and you know, part of that is is being able to be civil, uh, be cool. Um, build an emotional connection with that parent and say, Hey, I can, I understand, show empathy, right? Cause if I, if I kind of humanize our, our interaction, it's easier for them to understand what we're trying to accomplish. You know, there's some, some people I'm never going to reach because they're so guarded and they're so into that restriction or regulation type mindset. They'll never see the benefit of benefit of education. But, you know, for those that are kind of on the fence or moderate, you know, that's where I'm going to make, make the, the gains. And, mm -hmm. and that's kind of our goal is to open this conversation and make it more mainstream. Like this, this, we should not, I mean, typical, just like a hot burner, you know, we say, and we tell our kids that burner is hot. Don't touch it. The first thing they're going to do is go touch that burner. It's just, it's just the way things work, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And and so part of this is just being able to have a, a, a good conversation with people that don't see eye to eye, but they, but I want them to see the value of safety to their kids. And, and so I respect the rights that they, you know, they don't want to have guns. I respect that. 
but I, I, I really respect them when they say, you know, our kids could come in contact somewhere else. And, right. Going over those other family members, neighbors, mm -hmm. friends, house, yeah. or even as you, you spoke about before crossing that, you know, gun that was thrown out, out of the window or, you know, mm -hmm. hidden in bushes someplace, different things like that. Um, because when you really look at it, if you, if you rely on TV shows and movies to, and video games to educate kids it's really scary if a kid would pick up a gun that would not be trained uh appropriately on what to do and and leaving the area and getting an adult is uh, most definitely the best thing whether whether the parents are for or against guns doesn't matter it's for the kids and to keep them safe yeah and that's why we have to stay apolitical in air apolitical with our approach obviously i'm pro-gun um because my gun was used to save my life i'm also a professional firearms instructor i'm full-time instructor um, plus I do this, you know, I'm full time with the kids as well. And so, you know, it's, it's my responsibility as an instructor and the president of an organization though, to promote responsibility and, and lawful gun ownership and, and, and show that, you know, this is common. Like, I, I can't believe that we're even having these conversations right now with people that are in power because like our country was founded on our firearms and our, our, our firearms did serve a purpose and they still do. And if that's the only thing we've learned from 2020 is, is we had 8.25 new mil, million new gun owners in, in 2020, you know, there was you know, what something like 20 million guns sold, you know, record, mm -hmm. record, record new gun ownership. And so with that, there's been no, no talk of education, right? I know there's a lot of good instructors out there that have big platforms that are trying to do their part. But, you know, still there's, there's stuff that's being, there's being missed and that's where we have to do better to reach everyone. Mm -hmm. Well, as you say, we've got to demystify it. We've got to make it more of a common com conversation where it's like, Hey, so there's no guns in your location, but in your house, but do your kids know what to do if they came across one, you know, walking to school, what, you know, what would they do if this happened or that happened? Because let's put it this way. It's like with everything else that the kids don't know, then they probably won't make the best decision possible when they, when they occur. I mean, we talk about stranger danger. We talk about, um, you know, safety, you know, and, you know, water safety, fire safety, all these other safety things, because we know that if you don't educate the kids on what you expect them to do, when, you know, they hear the fire alarm, when somebody comes up and, and starts asking them questions or offer them candy, you know, all those things uh, going on, we want them to do something. It's the same thing with firearms. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to burn down your house. It doesn't mean that, you know, the kid's going to get kidnapped, but you want to make sure if those things happen, that they will at least have, uh, you know, knowledge on how to uh, survive. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing that we're talking about is, you know, online safety. That's another thing we're transitioning into is, is we're talking about video games, video game safety, right. And trying to shut, you know, talk to five-year-olds and say that zombies aren't real. Cause you know, at five years old, when they're playing these call of duties, they think zombies are real. You know, that's mm -hmm. why those video games, they are age appropriate and they are age specific. Um, there are books that, and there's scientific studies that will they'll back up my, my, my research. And, and so, you know, part of this is, is, is making sure those kids know, you know, what's real and what's not real. And, and then we also talk about, you know, when we talked about online safety is we actually have predators that are reaching out to those kids via, you know, either social media or video games. And so we, you know, our kids have to know that, you know, there's information coming at them at, at many different directions and how to stay safe is, is through, you know, safeguarding what information they give out to the public.
Yeah. So different than, you know, the, you know, when I was a kid, you know, talking about stranger danger, you know, somebody mm-hmm. stop in the car and say, Hey, could you get in my car, give you some yep. candy, you know, you run, run the other way. Well, take it in modern times. You know, that's the internet. That's where, you know, somebody goes along and anonymously uh, connects with the kids and, you know, you know, where you, you know, where do you, where do you live? You know, what's your name? You know, all these yep. kind of personal stuff, you know, is your mom and dad home, you know, all of a sudden, if they don't know to get a daughter to end the, uh, end the session, those types of things, um, bad things can happen. And unfortunately in the news, it doesn't take us too long to, to find the examples of, uh, when bad things go, go wrong like that. Yeah, I have a couple of examples that's happened in, in one of our classes, um, just having conversation with the parents. And, and and so it comes down to us. We have to be better parents. I know this the COVID's really challenging. And sometimes the video game is the only rest that we get. You know, we had a busy day at work. The kids are busy. They're on us, you know, and we say, hey, go play a video game. And so we just have to we have to do better by being present. You know, I know it's, right now it's, it's really challenging for us all. Um, you know, from, you know, what's, what we're seeing on, on, on the news and it's affecting our minds and our mindsets. So it's, it's really, really important though, is we're present for the kids that'll, mm-hmm. that'll help keep them safer. Definitely. And, you know, abiding by our understanding the age appropriateness of, uh, games mm-hmm. and movies and all those types of things, because, um, you know, things like Grand Theft Auto, things like, you know, yeah. you know some R-rated movies, stuff like that. You wouldn't want your, you know, eight, nine, 10 year old kid to be watching it why go along and let them uh, watch a mature um, video game or, or play a, a mature video game, those types of things. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, uh, Derek, one of the questions I've been asking all our guests this year are, can you name an influential instructor or book that you would recommend to other instructors that they should uh, see or read to make themselves better? Well, the one I've really li- I really liked was the the assassination generation by Lieutenant Dave Grossman. Um, that talks about you know kind of what we just covered about video games, video game violence. Uh, I, I just listened on Audible, which was crazy, is 1984, um, which you know I feel like we're living right now. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with that that book. That one was pretty insane. I, I did a book report in high school on 1984. Before yeah. it was 1984. <laughs> wow. Well, it feels like it's right now. <laughs> yes. The parallels are uncanny sometimes. <laughs> the thought police. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's for sure. Well, where can uh, instructors out there, if they want to find out about your instructor program, if you they want to find out about your traveling or just want to go along, get more information about the Kids Safety Academy, where, where can they find more information about you? Okay, so you can find us on our website, kidsafefoundation.org. Uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're also on TikTok. If you guys aren't on TikTok, you guys should check that out. There's a lot of fun stuff on there. Um, and, you know, I'm always available. You can get my email through there, and you guys can send me an email. And and let's, let's you know, keep in touch, and let's figure out how we can all work together. I'd love to, you know, visit you guys and meet your kids and and get your help. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I'd be great opportunity and especially as you're trying to go from Oregon all the way to uh, Detroit to see uh, Rick Ectors which uh, he was on a couple episodes ago um, talking about He's what he dude. what he does up there in uh, Detroit and if we could connect you with instructors uh, all across uh, what is it I80 or so that runs across that would be coming from Oregon yeah. I think um, if we could f- find instructors all along there that could hook you up with uh, um, places to teach at and get the w- good word out um, to try to Try, try to connect with uh, people that you know, don't have to be necessarily firearms uh, people, but, you know, get 
connected with parents and their kids to make sure they are safe and responsible when it comes around firearms. Yeah. You know, zero firearm accidents, the only acceptable goal. And that's, that's our mantra. And that's something we're going to work to towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 99% uh, means that you still, you know, have, have an accident and you have, to, you got to explain something, you know, on why that happened. And hopefully, you know, everybody survives, but we also know accidents lead to uh, uh, unfortunate deaths too, at the same time. So. They do. Well, Derek, we really appreciate your time today to talk to the instructors out there because, uh, as I said, beginning with it's, you know, we teach a lot of, a lot of adults on how to use firearms, but at the same time, we're encouraging, we're, you know, putting the thought of bringing firearms into, into a household. And as parents, we need to think about, okay, how are the kids going to react if they accidentally come across something in our house? Now, hopefully we're all responsible, but what happens, you know, when you look at the statistics and figure out, Hey, you know, they could be over, you know, out of the 10 friends, there's probably four or five of their friends whose parents have guns for many different reasons. And those are all things you get. I mean, that's reality of the situation. Yeah. And if we don't face reality, then we get the unfortunate uh, news of, you know, getting the call from the hospital that our kid or, or from the police that our kid's been involved in something uh, sad. For you know, and that's, we got to do better. And yeah. I think we are. Um, we're, and we we're making a good dent in it. That's for sure. With your program. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks Derek. And that's a wrap for this episode. And we have a few requests for our loyal listeners visit podcast.concealedcarry.com to entering our weekly prize giveaway. Remember you can't win without entering and your entries. Do not carry over from week to week. This week's podcast winner is Milton B and they want a vehicle firearms tactics course. Next week's prize is a ready up gear clip for ear pro. Visit podcast.concealcarry.com to be entered in for next week's prize giveaway. Remember to check out the Guardian Conference on September 17th through 19th in Oklahoma City for an opportunity to take training from great trainers. Some of those same trainers have been guests on our podcast here. Visit our sponsor, especially the Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. If you have any ideas for new episodes, suggestions on guests to have, or feedback, please email us at FTP at concealedcarry.com. We bring this podcast support in the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.